Welcome to Record Roundtable, where we take an artist, listen to some of their music, sometimes all of their music, and then we talk about it. This week, we're talking about the White Stripes. This is Caleb Robinson speaking. I'm here with... I'm Dax. Jared. I'm Tyler. And as I said before, this week we're talking about the White Stripes and how does everyone feel about getting through the White Stripes this week? It was probably, this week was probably the hardest button to button. (laughs) (laughs) Right out of the gate with the jokes. Mm. That was right off the dome, brah. Old, old, old jokey Pat Ball (laughs) coming in hot. (laughs) You just want to tell that story real, really fast? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, you want me to do it? Yeah, yeah, it's your thing. So we have a little cousin, little cousin, uh, little little cousin, and she calls uh, several of her grandparents different uh, papaw names. So we got city papaw, we got country papaw, we got scooter papaw, scooter papaw, <laughs> and then Caleb's like, Jared, what kind of papaw are you? And I said, I don't know, I'm jokey papaw, I guess. So that's what he called me that, and he's like, that's what you should call yourself on the podcast tonight. I said, okay, here we go. Call me Angry Papaw, by the way. He is Angry yes. Papaw tonight. He's okay. Angry Papaw. I'm Angry Papaw every night. Ain't that the truth? So, White Stripes. Which, which Papaw are you, Tyler? Oh, okay. We'll do this for fun. Uh, well, I don't know. Indifferent Papaw? Yeah. Perhaps? Yeah. Cool. Indifferent. Funky Papaw? And then we'll have Dax. Go ahead. Do you, what's your papaw? I don't know. What papaw am I? I don't know. That's why we're doing this Jared? really quickly. Mm. What do you think? I don't know. Like, are you meme papaw? A meme papaw? All right, sure. I don't know what else. That's I'm not really saying. a descriptor. Mm. Um, we can. We'll, we'll think of one and we'll t- call them that at the very end. All right. Well, sure. yeah, let's we'll, just cut this whole thing. No, I'm just kidding. We'll we cut. We'll come back to it. So, anyways, the music stuff. We listen to some music and stuff. What did, did anybody like actually like enjoy listening to the White Stripes? Because I really, I really freaking hope so. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. <laughs> yeah. Okay, thank God. I liked the when last... you start when you start off with uh, let's talk about being papas. It's kind of like well, let's just try not. You gotta, to talk about you gotta lighten the mood a little bit. Sure, 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 um, sure, sure. I like the last two albums. I like I like uh, Icky Thump and um, uh, Get Behind, Get me, behind Satan. me, Satan. Yeah. The, probably the best out of the the albums, maybe perhaps. You think um, so? That's debatable. Well, it's not debatable because I said that I like them the best. So, <laughs> <laughs> your opinion is maybe best. a little bit wrong. I'm not saying that they are the best. I'm saying I liked them the most. So, what was your opinion then, Mr. Tyler? I, I'm indifferent. Oh, indifferent, <laughs> Papa. No. Uh, Elephant actually is my favorite of theirs, and it's one, Elephant was an album that what it came out in 03. Uh, ye- correct. Yes, that was a very that album was actually really influential to me when I was young. I agree one hundred percent with that. It, Elephant and Get Behind Me Satan because I I started listening to White Stripes right around two thousand five when Get Behind Me Satan came out, and I kind of simultaneously got into Elephant and Get Behind Me Satan like. And so both of those are very, like, I agree. I, I very much agree. Both of those are very influential to, like, the music that I was listening to at that time. Yeah, definitely. Elephant, actually, my neighbor, I had a new neighbor that moved in around that. I think they moved in 04 from New York, eastern New York. Mm-hmm. And he burned me a CD. It was one of the only CDs I had because it was before I started buying a bunch of CDs. And that's what it was, was Elephant. So I listened to it all the time. I actually, so I have... uh 
I, I did not steal music. I legally downloaded content mm-hmm. that I had already purchased. Oh, you guys are learning. And I downloaded all of the White Stripes albums and put them all onto one like really big disc. And so I would listen to just like all of the White Stripes discography all the way through. So I like I like I very very much grew up listening to the White Stripes in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I knew I was going to end up bringing that up at some point. But how I, could you know? I, how could Me I know? Too. Actually, you know the other thing that was on that CD he burned. There was like one misfit song and it was 99 red balloons that's Ooh, that's fun that's an interesting thing yeah. to go along with everything else i know right so i think that like we end up uh, very generally talking about like genres on this show recently like we've kind of taken like a, we'll take a band and we'll say like talking heads new wave like mm-hmm. kendrick lamar modern hip-hop we've just very much like nine inch nails industrial we've taken whatever that group sound is and kind of talked about how like they defined that sound and very much the white stripes are garage rock mm-hmm. they very much like are probably the most influential garage rock sound that i can think of does anybody can anybody think of anybody else who would, would like be like a bigger garage rock influencer i don't know i mean that's you have the you had the revival of people of that style during the early 2000s but really i mean white stripes to me is just an is an alternative blues rock band like heavy really Heavy, heavy blues. Yeah, there's a lot of blues across their music. I agree with that. But in that. Garage Rock, for me, Garage Rock doesn't embody that much, that stuff as much. Garage Rock is like pre-punk mm-hmm. feel. So I don't know. My well, assessment would be different, but I don't know. I mean, King Kong and Barbecue Show is a fantastic Garage Rock group. Well, I think that for, for White Stripes... And it's very, very specifically their first three albums. I think that what made them, I guess, garage rock is just kind of the quality of their records to a lot of like in a lot of ways where like what you can kind of hear happen from Elephant on is that the sound of their albums like cleans up a lot. And so you have, you know, White Stripes, you have uh, can anybody pronounce their second album? Distill. Distill? Distill. The steel, cool. The steel, and then white blood cells. I, I, I'll I'll believe you, and we'll, sounds right. We'll sound like idiots if we're wrong, and it's fine. And then white blood cells, and uh, the, all three of those albums have just like that kind of fuzzy sound to them, where like the they're like they're taking a lot of blues elements, but they're doing it in this kind of like lo-fi, really stripped down way. And mm-hmm. from then on, from Elephant into Good Behind Me Satan and Icky Thump their sound very much cleans up and they kind of, especially on get behind me, Satan, they very much abandon most of the blues sound that like influenced them for so long. Like, yeah. And the Jack White solo career, when you listen to his solo music, it pushes country borders a -hmm. lot as well. And that's what you're hearing a lot too on get behind me, Satan. Yeah. You're starting to hear more of a country influence and a little bit things that were already building. Cause elephants a really good album for like a, high points and low points you know you have really loud songs mm-hmm. and then you have quiet songs yeah uh, when you when you listen to elephant you can hear the dynamic show that it's kind of a pivotal album that it shows a sh- a, the beginning of a shift in their sound you have some of the earlier harder stuff that you hear on white blood cells but then you have some of the different different quieter country influenced or at least lower volume and kind of smoother sound that you hear on some some tracks from Get Behind Me Satan. 
like you have in the cold cold night which meg sings yeah and that's just kind of a little groove i think another good example like so like talking about like that distinction between the two sounds was where you have girl you have no faith in medicine following into well it's true that we love one another which is such a weird shift between tracks yeah it is like that whole, you take something like over. really, really fuzzy and like, like it's one of their hardest songs. And then you immediately flip into like this kind of folky bluegrassy almost sound. Yeah, you do. Well, I mean, it kind of the, the whole thing hits hard. You know, you have seven nation arm, which everyone knows, which is kind of like a build up song. Mm-hmm. Black math is kind of a hard song. There's no home for you here is kind of hard. And then it drops off to, I just don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Which is quiet until the very end. Right. You know, but he also starts to drop in a lot more of these, like, lighter slide guitar mm-hmm. pieces. Like, in uh, I Want to Be the Boy to Warm Your Mother's Heart, he's got that sweet slide part in there. But it's it's closer to the country slide that you hear him do later on than it is to the, like, really like the, fuzzy the, blues slide yeah, the stuff that you hear in, like, a song, like, off of the seal you hear it in... Um, Sister, do you know my name? Uh huh. He's got that that slide riff that's really cool, but it's a little bit fuzzier. I can I can definitely tell the Elephant is your favorite album. Like this is I think this is the most that you track by track broken down an album since we started doing this. Yeah, it is. I know everything on it, but of course, oh, but then you get Ball and Biscuit, which is just he's still going, keep going. It's a huge blues song. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Oh, I I love everyone knows it, but don't know what it is. I guess right. Yeah. Yeah, I like Little Acorns too. Man, that's just a good album. It's a good. It's a really good album. I like. I definitely like. I. I it's. It's. I don't want to say it's underrated because I think it has a lot of songs that keep it like you know at a good rated level. But I do think that it's kind of forgotten as one of like the big rock albums of like the early two thousands. Yeah, I think so. I feel. I really feel like White Blood Cells gets pushed over this a lot. I think so too, which is interesting to me. I think that there are definitely a lot of really, really good tracks off of White Blood Cells, and it's, I think, probably my second favorite album from them, but I still think Elephant is a better album overall. Personally. I, prefer, I, do too. I prefer White Blood Cells. Do you? I do. Do you like the the earlier, like, fuzzier sound? Yeah. I mean, like, Hotel Yorba is one of my all-time favorite songs. and That is a good song. Really, just that whole album in general. Mm-hmm. is up there it would you it's say hotel album. yorba is your favorite like mm-hmm. overall favorite yeah song well, the white stripes yeah well let's play it then all right let's do it Kind of sounds a little bit like Ladybug Picnic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. That's an interesting take on Hotel Yorba. I like um, I like We're Gonna Be Friends. That's a good little song. It's kind of yeah. like the Moldy Peaches, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like um, they both were in uh, that. We're Gonna Be Friends was in Napoleon Dynamite, and we're uh, the uh, the other one, whatever it was, the Moldy Peaches song. Juno. Uh, huh? Yeah, it was in Juno. Yeah, I, I find it 
They're they're a little bit, you know, they're a little similar. Quick, quick, actual. Uh, I guess kind of a plug for another podcast, but the the Conan O'Brien show actually uses "We're Gonna Be Friends" as like the theme into that that podcast now. Hmm. How about that? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I thought it was interesting that he he snagged a White Stripe song. I was like, that's that's a good choice. I thought it was interesting that Napoleon Dynamite snagged a White Stripe song because they. They wanted uh, to put it in that that movie, and they're like, "I don't know how we're gonna do it." And then they like sent a message to the white stripes, so like, "Hey, we want to use this." They're like, "That's cool." <laughs> That's so cool. They did it. So they yeah. did it. Yeah. That's great. Yep. So Dax, yes. you like that like earlier fuzzier sound? Then what did you think about like White Stripes? And I'm gonna not pronounce the second album again because I don't want to. <laughs> De Steel. De Steel. The first three albums are my favorite mm-hmm. overall. Just definitely. overall. Yeah, I mean, I like everything they do, really. Mm-hmm. I love this band. This was a good week for me. Yeah. But I, the first three albums I had the most fun with. Gotcha. Uh, and I, it that, was that fuzzier sound that, you know, the more raw. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well what's surprising is, is I actually would have taken you as someone who would have really enjoyed some of, like, the sillier side of Get Behind Me, Satan. Mm. And, like, just the fact that that album is a little bit more, like, it's really piano-driven. Heavily, yeah. heavily, heavily piano-driven. Uh, which is the only album that you hear that on is on that album. Yeah, uh, you get a little bit on Elephant, but not much, and then it's just all all there. Get behind me, Satan. Yeah, like like almost every track. There's only like a couple. Like like Blue Orchid is one where like it's like still based in like that really heavy sound that they had yeah, earlier. Yeah, listen, on. To the fuss yeah. in that song is awesome. And Blue the, Orchid uh, is my favorite off that one. Is it? Yeah, it's a great. It's song. a good. I mm. personally, not my all time favorite, but my favorite track off of that one is Denial Twist, and I love Denial Twist. I've done that for karaoke before. God, I love this band so much. Oh, I, I know, right? Forever for her is over for me. That's a great song too. Yeah. I, I I like a lot of Get Behind Me Satan, but I think that album is very much like not like taken seriously, I guess, in the same way as their other albums. I think that it's you a know weird why? transition album. Yeah, why? Because of Doorbell. <sighs> you don't like Doorbell? I love Doorbell, but here's what happened with it. When this album came out in 2005, I was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. We watched a news program called Channel One News. Did you all ever watch Channel One News? No. No. Oh, you were spared. You're lucky. <laughs> it's like a it's it's a school kid age news program that's like broadcast. I don't. I'm assuming it's a nationwide thing. Mm-hmm. Is it on your side? Public broadcasting. Stop. And when this album came out, they played that song as like the intro to episodes, like three or four times a week for multiple weeks. Oh. And so. Like, a lot of people I know are like, this stupid doorbell song sucks. And I'm like, I hate every one of you. Everyone should die. <sighs> that hurts. I would yeah. think that the song that would do it is Little Ghost. Because Little oh, Ghost good too. is a silly little bop. I like Little Ghost, but it is a silly little bop. Little Ghost, Little Ghost. Yeah. That's a good song. That's a song that's really good at being a glimpse of Jack White's solo career. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Jack White's a weird dude. I like, he's a weird dude. I like 16 oh, Saltines from his solo. I, I think that might be his, my yeah. favorite uh, Jack White Lunderbus. song. Yes, it is. So actually, yeah. this is a good time to talk about, um, I guess, how much do you think that Meg really brings to the table in terms of White Stripes? Or, how the, much is, or the kit, if you will. How much uh, is the White Stripes just Jack White with a drummer? A and, lot. Yeah. Well, it is her name. So she got that going for her. She does have that going for her. You know, you know why they're called the White Stripes? 
because his last name is White, and she likes uh, licorice candy. Or not licorice, I'm sorry. His last name was not White. Candy canes, yes, I'm sorry. Thank you. Her last name Which is why they did the red-white thing on, like, every one of their albums. Other than uh, Iggy Thump, which is, like, black and white. Yeah. Did Did you know that, Jerry? Her last name is Meg White. His last name was Jack Gillis. Or Gil- so he took her last name. Yeah. So he could be Jack White. Yeah. Well, that and then build his whole career based on her last That's name. Yeah. That was a way, definitely a good choice for him. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Jack Gillis would not have been a major star. <laughs> it was like no. Gilly or today. Gillis or something. I love... Here's what Gilly. I want to I want to talk about the idea of them um, perpetuating the idea that they were brother and sister even though they were married. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, what a, really want to talk funny? about this. What a strange... Is it is that? not funny. It's very weird. It, no, it's so funny. It's <laughs> bizarre. Let go. It is bizarre. It's super funny. It's fun. it I, is funny. It is funny, it's, but it's weird. I didn't even know that he took her last name. That's something. You know, she's like super duper shy. I hope I didn't make that up. Yeah. And uh, so when they were on tour for uh, Iggy Thump, she had this like giant anxiety attack, and they just canceled the tour, and then they just later on like went on hiatus, and yeah, they have not done anything since then, and she's been she's stayed. Well, they're separated. They yeah, well, they were separated like in two thousand. Yep. Yeah, that's true. So they the majority married. How do you do that? How do you go on with your ex wife? And it you is make- strange. I also my another one of my questions, which I've been thinking about recently, is how do you. Find somebody that you fall in love with, and then like you make a pairing so good in music. He here's what he did. You know what he did? He fell in love with a girl. He fell in love at <laughs> once, and it. Oh god, I don't even know the words. I, I wish let's I could play do. a little bit of that song real fast. And yeah, let's completely. Pre- yeah, let's pretend like it's somebody's favorite song. That's, yeah, yeah, that yeah. way we can play it. It's you, Jack White. <laughs> That sounds like such a like British punk song for some reason. It's so weird. There's right? a lot of like Brit punk uh, influences on that one for sure. So okay, I have so another thing. What? To... Wait, go ahead. Wait a minute. That's a sweet music video too. It is a sweet music it video. Have you good. seen it with all the, the mm-hmm. Legos and stuff? Legos. Legos. You want to know something else? Yes, huh. please. Yes, weird please. Al. Uh Weird Al. Mm. Before it's we in a polka. Let's not get this it too is. far off. Hold on. I still want to talk about this. Angry how, white boy polka, I think. I think you might be right. Mm, yep, it is. How <laughs> How is it that like you get into a relationship with somebody and then find that somehow the two of you make such good music? Or, again, is it just a case that Jack White is a creative mastermind and Meg White is a pretty decent drummer and that was She's all kinda, they needed? Yeah, she can sing, too. Yeah, she can. There's got to be something in there that she does because his solo, he doesn't, I don't know. Maybe he's just disciplined. It doesn't allow his, because he's got like weird interests anyway. Yeah, he yeah. likes to like. I've seen him nail a guitar string to a like the front porch of a house and play it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, that's weird. <laughs> I have another thing you know. to say about Meg. Okay, please. I did a little bit. I did a little research for this because I'm very interested in Meg White. Um, not song ooh, called Meg White. I know I was you, gonna I was bringing it I was gonna bring it up. Don't worry. Oh, okay, sorry. She was married 
to the Patty, Man. Patty Smith and uh, the lead singer of the MC5, the group MC5, they mm-hmm. uh, have a son, and she married him. So she was married to Patty Smith, the singer-slash-poet's son, after she divorced uh, Jack White. Huh. Huh. Or I don't know if she divorced him, but after the divorce was finalized after between the, the two yeah, of them. They separated, if you will. There's some definitely some interesting stuff from that relationship that, like... And when she married him, they got married in Jack White's backyard. Nice. So she That's married the... her husband in her ex-husband's backyard. That is that is a treat. They must have a good working relationship outside of being in a relationship. I mean, other than the fact that they had the whole weird thing where they were brother and sister too. It's hard to be brother and sister and also married, you know. I imagine. I imagine. There's some laws about it. Some something about that. By the way, you know, let's talk about that thing. Uh Ray Lamontagne has a song called Meg White. We agree. It's great. On this show. You're all right. I love that You're all right. I love That's a great song. What do you, okay, so what do you guys get off of uh, Meg White, like, singing on these albums? I think it's cool. I think it's nice. I think she she gets to be treated like Ringo. (laughs) (laughs) Like she gets one song on each album that she gets to sing? Yeah. Right? I mean, am I incorrect? No, you're you're spot on. She does have the Ringo effect. Apparently. I just want to buy her art, really. There you go. <laughs> hey, Meg White, you're all right. We want to buy your art. If only. If oh, only. I do like Conquest. I like that yeah. album. I'll talk. I want to talk about because the last album I listened to was Icky Thump. So yeah, it's, it's the, one the most fresh, fresh, fresh uh, in mind. Uh, Icky Thump is a really interesting last album for them because it kind of returns back to the roots of that bluesy sound in a lot of ways, but also still has some of the like weird tracks like. Like, uh, still uh, super, super, super bluesy, but Rag and Bone. Rag and Bone, I'll rag say and it. Bone. I was trying to decide if I was going to do it or not, but I will say it at this point. I will say it is my favorite song by them. Ooh. Just so I can hear it right now. Now, Rag and Bone. Give me a second before you start playing it. I will say, yeah, you just, okay. Okay. Uh, I like the singles. I like the most popular songs, obviously. Uh, Seven Nation Army, probably their most definitive song. That is that is yeah. what defines the White Stripes, in my opinion. It is their most listened other song than, by a mile. Other, well, not, I mean, yeah. But like I think we that it incorporates who they are more. Hmm? What? But, Never mind. Uh, Fell in Love with a Girl is a good, you know, another good representation of them as a group. Yeah. But... Uh, so I, like, I, I've heard those songs more, but like when I was listening to Iggy Thump earlier, I was like, "Rag and Bone, that's it. Rag and Bone, that's it." Go ahead. I know this is an audio-only podcast, but I want everyone to know that we're all bopping over here. Oh, we are bopping hard on that track. Rag and Bone! You know, they, this is also the album where he starts to 
really nailed down the specifics of the of his fuzz tone. Yeah. And he gets that, you know, because he has like tweaked all of these fuzz pedals that he's dealing with to where they overload at certain points, and he can he knows exactly how to push it there. That's where you get all that sound and that in the like the solo bits of of the title track. Yeah. Yeah, he's actually got. I mean, he essentially has equipment that has a specific place at which it just totally overloads and cuts. That's interesting. Yeah, Icky Thump is a really, really odd song. It has such Mm -hmm. a such an intricate like guitar bit to it that I don't even know how to put into words. Like, I think that I would say that Icky Thump is probably their most impressive song musically. Like, I think that that song just has so many insane elements to it, and there's so much going on in that track that like I can't think of a comparison song. Other than maybe Seven Nation Army, which otherwise it's such a good build song, but it's such a simple song when it comes mm-hmm. down to it. It's that one riff all the way through, <laughs> all the way through, all the way. And it have like the da 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 da. That's the only deviation in the entire song. Otherwise, it's just that one riff. But it still is such an impressive like song musically in a lot of ways. Yeah, it is. Their their whole thing is. It's all really impressive when you think about for the whole we really when you look at all these albums for the length of their career, they just maintain the sound of a duo every time. Mm-hmm. Like all of the sounds you hear that aren't drums, he's cut getting out of the guitar at that moment most of the time. Mm-hmm. I Jack White and Dan Auerbach have a constant beef because Jack White thinks Dan Auerbach ripped off the white stripes sound for black keys. That well now I've always been able to make a definitive difference between the sound of the white stripes and the black keys. Like Jack white has a certain sound and a certain like thing that he does that I can always determine is there. And to me, I prefer over the, out of the two, but there's a whole going thing where they're all pissed at each other because he thinks they stole their music. Cause they're all, they're still blues based as well. They're very, you can hear, you can definitely hear it on the white stripes debut. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, I can see where you might think that he might do that. But Black Keys don't have, they don't do like the weird stuff. No, no. That weird stuff is out of the the mind of Jack White in in so many ways. And they add, hmm? in their later albums, they add additional, additional instrumental tracks with bass and various other things. And they don't, like Black Keys do not keep to the, to like the reality of a two member situation. Mm Mm-hmm. Whereas with White Stripes, it is very much just, like, the two of them. Like, where uh, either you have him on guitar just doing his bluesy thing and her on drums, or you have him on piano on, like, Get Behind Me, Satan. Right. So, and I mean, their sound is really, really stripped down in a lot of ways as compared to what other groups are. And, again, it comes down to the fact that they are a duo, and they, like, live to that duo sound very heavily. Yeah, it's true, and that in, the, all the empty space that would normally be filled up by other like members of the band and all these songs is just empty, which is cool. Yeah, it is cool because you can hear stuff like on on I want to be the boy to warm your mother's heart when the slide kicks in on the guitar, you know, because that's a piano song initially. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can hear when he hits the boost pedal to boost the sound of that thing. I feel like you can hear it in the empty space in the song. It's interesting. It is interesting. 
So did anybody? I don't. I don't. We don't necessarily like have to talk about this too much. But does anybody really remember the Rock and Tours? I was just that looking, well. Yeah, and then he also has yeah. the Dead Weather. Oh yeah, I forgot about the Dead, dead Weather. weather too. He's. You know, I, just, I'm. It's very interesting. Like that he. So he has his the White Stripes, his solo stuff, the Rock and Tours, mm-hmm. and the Dead Weather plus anything else that he does additionally, like uh, the documentary film that he did where he uh, what's the the radio the records. Third Man Records. Third Man Records. Third Man. Yes. Well, he, that's his record label. Where he and he like brought back all these weird instruments. Not weird, but like all the old instruments and like used them in different r- recordings. Right? Is that mm-hmm. a thing? Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's he records a, a lot does. of analog. And... Mm-hmm. But um. But yeah, he's I mean, in, he's, he's into that. He's into. Yeah. He like lives in a shack. I bet he does. He's an odd. He dude. has a shack. He's an odd dude. But he is yeah. all over the place musically, because like, like, because I, I listened to the Rock and Tours album, and he's he's not. I don't know about all over the oh, place. He's all over I the meant, place. I don't mean like. I mean he he does a variation of, of the same thing on a lot of the projects. I mean that he's on a lot of projects. I guess yes. is more what I was yes, trying yes, to say. Yes, he worked he's, with he's insane clown. Read posse. himself. Yes, out. he oh, did. God, you wanted to talk about? I yes, want to so did. bad. All right, go ahead. Let's do so, it. So, Jared introduced me to this. Actually, yes, I did. Jack White and Insane Clown Posse covered Mozart. Was it Mozart? Mm-hmm. Is that right? No. Well, I don't know. Was it Beethoven or Mozart? I'm checking. Oh, so that's the whole point of their song, Miracles. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, what is it? it no, it wasn't. Say what it it is. was not Miracles. That's even. Wor- that's almost. I know. Bad. It was. A, it was a joke. Obviously, it was wasted. I loved uh, it. I need. I need people who are more ironic about. I should be. Wolfgang. It was Mozart. Good deal. So they covered "Lick Mean Lick My Ass" is is what the what song. What they decided to do, yeah, yeah, that's right. You all it's have seen Amadeus. You "Lick know Me in scene. the Ass" is Mozart's song. Yes, Amadeus. I just bought the soundtrack to that, actually. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Do you, Do you have that ready to pull up? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Let's get into this. Like a song called Lick Me Arse. The fuck does that mean? It means lick my ass, bitch. Drop that shit, Jack. Remember when we were jamming out and bopping it to Rag and Bone? <laughs> I do remember. I didn't feel it for that one. No. It's weird. It... Why did he do this to the to people? Yeah, Why? I don't, That's I don't... a third man he record produced track. Oh my track. gosh. Why? Yeah, why did they do yeah, that? It works. He he did it. He did this. <laughs> I don't know. He can do no wrong. Isn't he friends with Johnny Depp? They're they're like the same guy, right? I think they <laughs> might be the same person. <laughs> I would believe the conspiracy in many ways Johnny that they're the same person. Johnny Depp's not from Detroit though, he's from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Well, Jack White lives in Tennessee. Well, he has one residence in Tennessee. He also residence in Kalamazoo. I'm gonna say it now, though. Johnny Depp is kind of a monster, and I don't think that yeah. Jack White is. Yeah. No, I I would agree. While we're talking about weird Jack White things, can I talk about another song that I really like? I guess. So, Electric Six. <laughs> yes. That's, hold on. What what is that song called? It's the the fire in the disco one. Yeah. Danger High Voltage, Electric That's Six. Song. That's a good song. Has a song called Danger High Voltage, and the female part is Jack White. <laughs> Let's hear. Let's nice. hear a little bit of. That. It's my desire. It's my desire. It's my desire. Don't you wanna know how 
All right, if we're going to stay on this realm, I've how got did, How can you say that he sang the female part? That's just the background yeah, vocals. Yeah, that's just the background In the music video, it's a female, there's a woman. Uh, they make out. It's a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, but the, he, that's not how they did it in the studio, though. That's yeah, just yeah. The, what the director did. He just sang the background vocals. Also, if you like Electric Six, listen to the song Gay Bar. It is Good great. song. Great song. If we're going down this world of weird music that involves Jack White, we're going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about it good. Fight Test EP by the Flaming Lips. We're going to talk about Flaming Lips yes. later in the year. This song is called Thank You, Jack White, for the fiber optic Jesus that you gave me. Beautiful. And go. And I said, thank you, Jack White, for the fiber optic Jesus that you gave me. Here comes the power. Yeah, you got the taste of that one. That's great. I love that EP. That's the that is my favorite thing that the Flaming Lips have ever put out. Is that EP? It's a yeah, good EP. It's really good. It's, it's a so really good. good EP. Mm-hmm. Yoshima. These are good. Battles the robots. Well, I mean, a, I'm really excited about talking about the Flaming thing. Lips too. Man, I wish I was. Yeah, I'm excited to talk shit about the Flaming Lips. Wait, really? I don't like Wayne. He's weird. Oh man. All right. Well, we'll get to that later. Oh, I just want it's gonna be a spicy I guess episode. That, I guess that. Uh, I don't know what I was getting ready. I was getting getting ready to say something. But... So Jack oh, White. hold on. I guess that episode is going to go straight down the lane. Oh, right. So <laughs> anyways, Jack White. Uh, so yeah, Rock and Tours, though, Like, because I, I listened to their debut album mm-hmm. again this week. Broken and... Boy Soldier. Broken Boy Soldiers. And, um, Broken Boy yeah, Soldier Boy. I own it. Ooh. I got it on the vinyls. Got it on the vinyls. Uh, that album is more like an alternative rock album, but still mm-hmm. has a lot of those blues. like it's elements that has blues elements to it in a lot of ways. But it's a lot more like, I guess it just feels more like a straightforward album. Like it's very much just not trying to do anything like weird and silly, like a lot of what like the White Stripes were kind of doing on their album. Le- Level is kind of an, an interesting song, though. But Level is more just like a straight up, like almost like a rock psych song. rock song. Yeah, that's true. I love the video for Steady As She Goes. That's a great video. Great music video. It is video. a good video. Man, I love talking about the White Stripes and things that do not involve them. <laughs> All of these things. No, I know the they, they do. They involve it. I agree. Jack White. I like. Is I like anomaly. when we deviate. I like when we deviate. I know. I'm letting it happen a little bit. This I'm is fun. I'm, let, I'm letting it happen a little bit. Proud of you. I'm ch- I'm ang- angry papas trying <laughs> to have a good time with joking papas. Hey. Okay? <laughs> I love it. I don't think I have any any other notes, uh, unfortunately. So okay, real quick. Uh, Jared, you had yours. Dax, you had yours. Mm-hmm. Tyler, what's your favorite all time White Stripes track? Oh man, I know. While you're thinking, I'll say mine. I don't know why. I no, that's, never a, that's know Nora why. Jones. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I don't know why this is my favorite track of all time. It is not one of their big songs at all, and I've already mentioned it once. "Girl, You Have No Faith in Medicine" good song. is such a good white stripes song that guitar is just mm, that riff gets me every single time gets me every single time i'm gonna play it here we go
Is that song mm. was it written about anti vaxxers? <laughs> <laughs> He's such a Oh the 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 lauded Jared Dax handshake just happened on air, folks. Uh, should we explain that? Have we explained yeah, really that? quickly if you want. Very quickly. Anytime Jared makes a really good joke, he gets a handshake and he just got one. I just got one. Number forty for the year, everybody. <laughs> I feel like in my experience, it's more, it's even just when you have a moment, when you have a brief moment of pride. Or clarity, where, where, yeah. Where, yeah. where Jared says something that just makes you stop and you're like, boy, howdy. Oh, good, jo- good job, Jared. Yeah, good that's job, pretty Jared. much it. It's so, like a gold star. Sometimes it's literally right. just a look. He gave it to me on a look one time. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Somebody dude. said something and I gave him a look and he gave me a handshake. It was amazing. I love it. Because I think what really started... We said quickly. I know. Okay. Well, I'm still... Give me one second. <laughs> I'll do it. This is just an easy way to acknowledge those those wonderful, perfectly, 100% Jared moments. So it kind of... It kind of... What the catalyst for it was um, that I was talking about how, like, I, I, I don't get, like, uh, people don't handshake or, or hug or things like that. I think that's kind of yeah. what it was. Like, oh, I wish I got handshakes. And you're like, okay. And so then he just started doing it more often and more often than I started counting it. That's what happened. <laughs> Tyler, did you think of your song? I think that I think my favorite is "There's No Home for You Here." You think so? Mm-hmm. All right. It's tough though. That whole album just. Ugh. Just always them, 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 them good licks. There's a lot of really good guitar, guitar licks. Jared. <laughs> guitar licks, Jared. Guitar licks, Jared. That's that's gonna be my porn. <laughs> <laughs> guitar licks, Jared. Guitar licks, Jared. I'd watch it. Mom and dad aren't home. Guitar licks, Jared. <laughs> Sign me up. Start a Patreon. It'll be it'll be a string of videos, <laughs> multiple multiple guitar licks, Jared. This has me so G flat right now. I can't even describe it. Don't worry, it's your step guitar. <laughs> as long as you're not fingering A minor, I brought it down. Let's stop. Okay, all right, beautiful. Uh, I don't even know where to go from this one at this point. <laughs> I think I said all the stuff I wanted to say about it. Okay, I'm pretty good. <laughs> so over, good. overall, he got I, that he got the porn thing in, so he's good. He's yeah, ready. Yeah. Uh, overall, White Stripes has a really cool, like fuzzy sound in the early albums. Elephant ends up having like this cleaner sound. You get the clean sound for the rest of it, and then Jack White just trails off into his own world and does his, his bluesy shit on his own. And that's the and story country. of White Stripes and Country. Iggy Iggy Thump is their major label debut, and then they're done, right? Is that that is correct? Okay, that is correct. I find do I you find th- it really difficult to? What did you say, Jared? No, you go. I find it really difficult to think about ways in which they influence people. That's an interesting way to close out. Uh, like, how do they influence other music? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you have Black Keys. 
Cage the Elephant. Cage the Elephant is another example. A lot of, I mean, they really just influence alternative rock in a lot of ways. They they yeah. kind of like, I think that in a lot of ways, White Stripes made guitar important again in alternative rock music. I think that Dave Grohl would not be in the position he is if Jack White wasn't who he is. You know, like I Explain. think that I think that Dave Grohl took kind of like um, liberty in creating what he created, like the the Open Highway or whatever that album was, where mm-hmm. they like recorded in. I don't remember where they recorded, but it was like kind of their r- return to rock, even though they were already rock. But like, sure, I don't really know. I I, I think that Dave Grohl kind of. He 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 felt like he was more important once he kind of had his relationship or whatever with Jack White. Like, sure, the, you're not just a lead singer in a group; you can do way more than that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, that makes sense. So, what well, what are you thinking, Tyler? What are you thinking in terms of like the White Stripes' influence on music today? I don't know. I think you can. I think I can hear their influence, but I feel like when I think of when I look at groups. Uh, are like really influential on music. And then I listen to other music in the similar genre or whatever, you know, I can always go back to the influencer and hear and appreciate like, you know, Oh, I can see where this drove this other sound. Mm -hmm. But when I go back and listen to white stripes, I just go, wow, like this is all really good. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anyone else could do anything like this. I agree with that 100%. I cannot imagine another group ever being able to recapture the sound that the White Stripes has overall. Mm-hmm. Like, they have such a, a very, very, like, distinct, dynamic sound, and they have so many different moving parts to their music where they have different folk elements, different blues elements, different garage rock elements, different, like, indie rock elements, alternative rock elements. They bring so much into their music. Country rock. Country rock. that I, right. do, I Piano rock, even on Get, Get Behind Me Satan and in other places. Like, there's so many different things that they bring together. How do you have another creative mind who can take all those sounds and somehow craft something that sounds similar to the White Stripes in the same way? That was, right. I, I agree. I don't know that you could do it. Yeah, it's really difficult to think about. I mean, I could think that... I could see White Stripes influencing people to be more experimental with their guitar sounds or experiencing, you know, influencing people to maybe bring in elements of different genres you didn't consider before and try to give, you know, your genres twist on those sounds and elements. But like all in all, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. It's really hard to think about when I, when, if you were to ask me bands that I think are influenced by, the white stripes. I would find it hard to make a definitive list of people. That's I think fair. I think Gary Clark Jr. is influenced by the white stripes, mm-hmm. or at least yeah, Jack he, White. Gary Clark Jr. is like a tr- is really more of a traditional blues person. Mm-hmm. You know who Eric yes. Gales is? No. Gary Eric Gales, Gales is a, a blues musician who's just wild, and he does a rock blues type thing that also includes a little bit of. Uh, he's a he's an African American, but in it and he's incorporating some of that traditional mm-hmm. elements of African American music into some of that as well in a different way. And I think that Gary Clark Jr. I can more easily relate to Eric Gales than I can relate to White Stripes. Gary Clark Jr. is still so super blues, which my dad is a, has a blues obsessed man. He loves blues. We have a big blues festival in my hometown every year, and I've been to it many times. So I I find it easy to really determine when someone is influenced by 
a more traditional blues or blues rock modern blues sound than what we see in white stripes with like an alternative blues rock that's just heavy on licks and riffs but full of fuzz that you don't normally see and the tone is bent and all of these different things do you think that they will ever record another album the white stripes you think they'll get together and do some like, okay maybe not an album i think that they would do a, f- a farewell a, tour not well not even that but like they'll come back for a festival at some point potentially in the next 25 years I would agree um, with that. I think that one I, I do think that they when they become eligible, which will be pretty soon, I think that they will be inducted, inducted. into the Hall of Fame. Into the yeah, and I think they'll play together then. And yeah. then maybe that'll kind of lead to Lollapalooza or uh, Coachella or uh Woodstock sixty or whatever. You know, something. I, I think that, that I do think that's a possibility. But he's very busy with other things and I think Meg likes staying at home and yeah hanging out. Chilling. Hanging out, same. But I do think they will do something together again, and I think that someday they may make another album. I like that. I don't think I don't think they'll make another album. I would like it, but I could see them not. And it's okay. I I it's interesting because I think that they found a good sweet spot in terms of some artists don't know when to call it quits, mm-hmm. and I think that they had, you know, th- some marriages don't either. True, six albums that were very influential, very different and very enjoyable and they left it at that. And now Jack white does something different and he is able to experiment with his sound and does not have to make a white stripes album. Mm -hmm. Their discography can remain really one of the best discographies that I can think of in terms of just consistently not having a bad album. None of their albums are bad at all. And like you have other groups that we've talked about so far where like they like they've been consistently good, but then they have this one stinker, but like, Really, the only album I could think of that like wasn't like their best album was Get Behind Me, Satan, but it was still even your favorite album, Jared. And so it clearly still spoke to listeners in a lot of ways. So I don't think that they had a bum album. And the listeners no, listed. Their, yes. their discography can stand on its own as a testament to their music yeah. without having to shine a light on one specific album. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, that's very true. I think we're that's very bit. true. But also I think it's oh. just an idea of like understanding when – like the the creative inspiration that you get from each other and the thing that you're doing creatively is no longer doing that thing Mm -hmm. like it's no longer happening and that's when people make bad albums and that's when they and sometimes they just try something different for the sake of it but it's nothing good we're looking at rolling stones recognizing that and i don't know ending it there yeah Speaking of ending it there, <laughs> let's keep talking about the white stress. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> any, any final, final closing thoughts? I think those are all good, like, closing thoughts that we just went through. I th- I will say another thing, and then we can, uh, whatever. Um, I think it's interesting that Jack White has not been able to replicate the success of the white stripes outside of the white stripes. So, like, his solo career, raconteurs, mm-hmm. dead weather, anything mm-hmm. else he's done. Mm-hmm. But, I, I it's interesting that people say that Meg is like inconsequential to mm-hmm. the group and that she's not that great of a uh, of a drummer or you know like that that is a uh, an accusation against her or whatever. Sure, but I do think maybe she is like 
the missing piece or some kind of sweet spot for success potentially or even that it was just a sound that they had consistently together as the white stripes and now that he's deviating from that sound it's not what people want to listen to maybe that's what i would think that's what i would think more too i think that like he still is taking those blues elements and those are really really heavy and again country elements like we talked about that are on his like solo work and i think that it works for some people but i just don't think that it works enough well i mean he was nominated for grammys for his like last two or three out you know his solo right, stuff right but charts the charts just haven't like been kind to his solo stuff no. but i mean he it, hasn't put out a lot of singles that are big at all no and they're not not really radio friendly like in the same way that other white stripe songs are right i think so yes right. cool beans bro dex i have nothing tyler i'm good all right well on that note Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Record Roundtable. We've been talking about the White Stripes. And next week, we're going to be talking about Fugazi. It's going to be a fun time. As always, thanks for listening.